0: Just in case our name, Clit Talk, wasn't a disclaimer enough, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So if you have any little ones in the room, now is the time to maybe put some earmuffs on or escort them out. In this episode of Clit Talk, we start
1: season two with an exploration of taboos, forbidden fruit, and the underground world of
0: sex. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk Come on girls and boys and
2: everyone on the gender
0: rainbow Bring your pussies to the show Welcome to Clit Talk, the pleasure-positive podcast where badass women discuss everything from orgasms to gender harmony to the health benefits of masturbation, the sex that you wish you got, and then some. Welcome to Season 2 of Clit Talk!
1: In Season 1, obviously you all know, we were inspired by Regina Tomashauer's book, Pussy, A Reclamation.
2: It opened our eyes and our legs. (laughs) To exploring new realms of pleasure. And before we let you know what season two has in store, we got this incredible letter in the mail from one of the clitorati, which is what we lovingly call all of you fans. So here goes. Hi, this might be strange, but I just want to say thank you so much. The Clit Talk podcast has changed my life. I'm a 23-year-old recently single gal from Australia who came across Clit Talk by chance while trying to figure out how to get my sex drive back after dealing with depression, anxiety, being cheated on, and trying to figure out my own sexuality. After I started taking antidepressants, it was like my pussy—I used to hate that word—wasn't even a part of me, and I just felt like it didn't work anymore. It didn't give me any pleasure no matter how much I wanted it. I listen to your podcast every day on my way home from work and it's just helped me get in touch with myself and learn how to get that mojo back and I just feel so empowered and sexy now in a way that I haven't in a very long time. It's almost dangerous. I just want to walk around town but naked because I feel so good in my own skin so yes I just wanted to say thank you so much to all you girls on the show who have empowered me and taught me so much about my body pussy all the way
1: oh my god
2: love it this is why we do what we do so please clitorati send us your stories to clittalk at gmail.com
3: we're just a few friends who got organized after we discovered the golden thread that bonds us And that is a deep appreciation of pleasure.
4: On behalf of this pleasure-positive podcast, we want to say thank you.
3: Thank you from the bottom of our
0: pussies for tuning in every week and for all your amazing feedback. We take the time to read every word.
5: And first-timers, welcome to the Pussy Palace. We lovingly recommend, after this, you check out Season 1. It's fucking priceless.
1: And a very special thanks to our friends and family, especially our superstar audio engineer, Ethan Roberts, my husband, who has been championing this crazy idea and this magnificent mission.
6: It's because of you that we feel we can vulnerably share the intimate details of our lives the way we do.
2: And on that note, in season two, we're excited to go out in the field to personally deep dive into all things taboo. We looked up the word taboo, and the definition is a social or religious custom forbidding discussion of or association with a particular practice. So we're excited to get into those practices, (laughs) to give you a little taste of what's to come. There'll be very well-researched episodes on polyamory, fetishes, sex parties, and even sex surrogacy. So lucky you listeners, you get to hear all of our crazy, laugh-out-loud, awkward, sometimes erotic, and always thrilling stories.
0: I never thought that I would be the case study. I thought I knew exactly who I was, and it just makes me wonder who else is out there too suppressed by what society tells them is right and what's wrong and fear of judgment that has them from even exploring any sort of taboo that might excite them in the back of their mind and it's really scary and it's really uncomfortable and people do have judgments about it and I think that it's taken a lot of courage for us to do this and I'm, I'm really excited and I'm really scared for this season
5: Lindsay, you're one of the bravest people I know, (laughs) really, seriously, and I love that you explained that. You know what helped me to kind of overcome some of the trepidation for this season two and taboo is I read this quote where this person said, we're not all supposed to experience our sexuality the same way, and we're understanding that more than ever, Mm. and that really kind of released it for me.
1: Yeah, when we were writing this episode, um, the things that seemed taboo to me, the examples that I was coming up with, aren't really, like, that taboo. Like I said, um, one of the things that stood out to me was I was fingered once in a club, and that was, like, sexual things in public, and that was, like, super taboo, how did, How did it go down? I, don't know if I was, I was like, in high school. Right. Well, in high school, <laughs> that's it could be my, taboo. Like, huh? In high
4: school, that could be a taboo for sure. Yeah,
1: I feel like my most taboo moments were like when I was doing something risky, but it wasn't necessarily like a fetish or like tantric sex or like all these things that, are, that I'm after doing research for this season are actually taboo. By definition.
0: I love the way you guys asked it, too. It's like, how many of you have literally had that, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm about to do this moment? Those are the moments I want to hear about.
6: Well, I really, I mean, for me, I had a boyfriend who he brought home a spatula and he brought home clothes like that he bought for me. And I was like, oh, this is cute. This is cute. And I was like, this kind of does not really fit. And he like put it. He had me put them on. And then he ripped them off of me one by one with his teeth and he spanked me with a spatula. I had no idea it wasn't for the kitchen. I mean, the, that, that type of stuff was, for me, that was like, that was cool. You know, that was fun. And it was new and different. And yeah, and he tied me up and he blindfolded <laughs> me. And that for me was taboo because when he did all that stuff, I was like, I can't see anything. I don't know what's happening. Like what's going to happen? That was the first time I squirted.
0: The thing I love about <laughs> <laughs>
6: the yeah,
0: thing I-, I, I love the about- I love Jade squirted. how she just casually starts these stories. So this guy brought home a spatula and then, you know, I was squirting. I don't I don't know how it happened.
4: <laughs> I'd say I mentioned something in episode or season one, and it was like when I did the golden shower on my ex-boyfriend.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. that was
4: very um, there was definitely a moment of am I really going to do this or not and then he tried to figure out how to do it because I didn't google any of that stuff didn't yeah. you do it in the office <laughs> yeah, <totally>. yeah. <laughs> she buried the
2: lead folks <laughs>
6: yeah, that in a bathtub, and you know it was definitely I think I had to have been like super drunk because I wouldn't have done that <laughs> I wouldn't have done that so-
4: we weren't even i don't even remember like drinking much actually or like we might not have even been drinking i might have been sober like it was like yeah. and so you were really consciously making that like we're doing something new and different choice so you
6: anyway. have to reorganize your brain to to pee on someone but, like
4: <laughs> no i mean you have to think
6: about like how it can be sexy you know what i mean you can't you can't just be like oh I'm about to pee on you like
4: and how are they really going to react? It's like they think they want it, but do they? Like anytime somebody wants you to do something, right? That's actually like I will be down to do th- some things, but then it's really, is it more in your head you want me to do it or do you really want it done? And it holds me
5: back a lot actually in a lot of sexual situations. There's a question on Cupid, and it, it says something like, do you find that as you get older you become more kinky? And most people put yes, but I kind of think it's just the evolution because what I thought was taboo when I was 16 and on the, um, the 60 freeway in LA with my girlfriend and another two guys come in a car next to us. And for some reason we all point and we all end up at this lake and we're all making out with each other. <laughs> oh my- At 16, and they were both named Caesar. That was the funniest part of it. (laughs) And me and my girlfriend for years would go, Caesar, Caesar. Caesar, Caesar Caesar, Caesar, salad. (laughs) Because we were like taking turns making out with them. And so at 16, that was considered taboo, right? But at 51, there's all kinds of bigger, badder taboos that I'm starting to research. And it's very interesting. And it gets me to think, like, is this? Just in my head sounds good, or would it be super hot for real? And that's something maybe I might explore as we're going into season two. We'll see how quickly I get there, but... Yeah, Tamiko. (laughs)
0: Well, that's, that's why I wonder. I'm kind of like... I've never been to Burning Man, but I hear there's a real environment at Burning Man of no judgment and safety. And... I just wonder if the world was really like that all the time, what would everyone be doing? And if I can, like, release my fear of judgment and just admit to everyone on air that I went to a sex party.
5: (laughs) And I liked it.
1: (laughs) You actually made me want to go because it sounded not too, like, scary. Yeah,
0: I mean, it wasn't like an orgy. I mean, I guess it kind of was also. Kind of like, but
4: did you but. participate?
0: No, I did not the first time I went. Oh, I haven't been to another one. I've been to one. But I will tell you a funny story. I told my, me and my mom and my sister, we all have a very codependent relationship. We like, <laughs> we, we talk on the phone like three times a day. And so I told my sister I was going to go to a sex party and I chose not to tell my mom. And then my sister freaking tells my mom and I'm on the phone with my mom. the the thursday before i'm going and she says i know what you're doing this weekend i was like like, shit she's calling me out i was i was like i have two choices i can either own up to it or lie to her and i said yeah oh you mean the sex party and then she goes you're on the speaker phone with me and your father
4: (laughs) i was like she totally set you up she totally set me
0: up and did not tell me so I'm sitting there. Great. Now my mom and my father know I'm going to a sex party. I said, Mom, I really got to go. She goes, it's okay. Your dad and I did it one time. Bye. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. My God. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome.
5: You just never know. Your mom's so cool. She was on the Mother's Day episode. She was awesome.
3: Katie, maybe there's, uh, there's hope for you because Greta shared with us on the Mother's Day episode, <laughs> season one, that... She's been a nurse her whole life, you know? Oh, So uh, Mm -hmm. there's room for vanilla. I've heard that vanilla, actually a lot of swingers, not that you're a swinger, Lindsay, or anywhere near close that in any way, shape, or form, but a lot of, Nina told us this, that a lot of swingers are vanilla. There isn't a lot of fetish or kink or BDSM happening in actual swinging, Mm -hmm. so you might really like it.
1: I wonder if it's because it takes so much organization to actually make it happen. <laughs> Everyone's laughing because I am, like, obsessed with organizing things. She is a Virgo. <laughs> oh,
6: my God. Can we, can we slow down a bit? Because, like, I'm just discovering this whole swinging thing, and I've, like, heard about it. But, like, what exactly does – like, what is that? What is swinging? Um, okay, so there's, there's
0: different – I've I've been researching for the podcast. <laughs>
6: Thank you. Uh-huh. So so
0: there's there's a there's a whole world. I'll give you like a very brief because I know we're gonna do a whole episode on this this season. But there's voyeurism, right? People that like to be watched. There's l- people that like to watch. So like when we went to the sex party, all we did was watch other people, and they loved us watching them. You don't even have to participate. Then there is what's called a soft swap, where Or like a side-by-side where maybe you're with your partner, they're with their partner. You don't even touch each other, but you have sex in the same bed next to each other. There's also another form of soft swapping where you maybe just do oral sex or stuff like that. And then there's what's called like a hard swap. That's where you fully swap partners. And then there's BDSM and all this other stuff. Um, But... That's like kink, which is a whole other world. But so there's, it's basically, it's all talked about up front, what you want to do. Then there's just like full on orgies where like you don't know the person's name, you show up and you just like fuck whoever you see.
2: Wow. I love it. In the back end of this podcast, Lindsay is the number one researcher on all topics. And oftentimes it's something like SEO, but today it happens to be. <laughs> I was told to do research for this show.
1: So do you wear like name tags for what you're into?
0: I love uh, that idea. At these parties, <laughs> so <No>. the- <laughs> how do, do they you know? Unicorns
4: actually have actual horns on their head. No, you know it's interesting. You have a conversation. Wait, but what's a unicorn no. in, in the context of swinging? Uh, a
0: unicorn is when you go to a sex party is a single unaccompanied woman. So most sex parties are either couples or single women. No single men are allowed, and a single woman is called a unicorn because they're rare
2: and magical. Back in the day before the internet, I heard that gay men used to wear certain color bandanas when they went out in their back pocket so it would tell other people what they were into, and so they would know who they wanted to talk to at the bar. That's what I'm talking about.
3: Yeah, that's organized. <laughs> no, um, Katie, Katie would mean, have the world's most organized sex party ever. <laughs> She'd have a clipboard, and it would actually be a prop. Like it would turn her on. I just <laughs> a pen in her ear.
2: I just really want her to be in one of those sexy nurse outfits, like Daryl Hannah was in Kill Bill. <laughs> Can you
3: fuck with an ivy in your arm?
1: Uh, I mean. Anything is possible, but you do want to be careful unless you want some blood involved with it. Is that taboo? That sounds taboo to me. Please into, bleed on me. me. Some people are
6: really into like period sex
3: and like we should talk about that too.
1: We're doing an episode on that this that season. That could be
3: taboo. Oh, we're coming after you thinks. Okay, can we get back to the question, ladies? <laughs> Let's snap back to reality because I got something to say about when I was 11 years old. <laughs> so when I was 11, the, this was the first taboo thing that really um I did. So several of my friends and I, we had discovered electric toothbrushes. And we didn't use the bristles. We just used the back of the rubber part and you just put it on your clit and it facilitates an orgasm. So me and several of my friend girls in middle school at 11 did this together. Now, like Tamiko said, it changes as you get older. So then Fast forward to 18, my high school boyfriend and I break up, and what was really taboo for me was indulging the idea of cheating on him with a guy a year younger than me, because that's taboo, and I'm a senior. And I did it. So, like, infidelity to me was really taboo, and the first time I ever thought about doing that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And now it's a different thing, right? 24, and now taboo to me is,
5: like... Not gonna say right now. <laughs> oh, Don't leave us wow. hanging. <laughs> I mean, infidelity. I feel like kind of is in the category of ethics, though, that's- as opposed to taboo. Mm. If you have a polyamorous or an open relationship, then that's a little bit different. If you're swingers, but in terms of, yeah infidelity. And I've had experience feeling like um, I did something taboo. I, I um, knew this gentleman that we would see at conferences for many, many years, you know, five, 10 years, see him off and on. One time we were both married. So of course, you know, nothing's going to happen. And then I got a divorce. And now we're going out for drinks. But of course, I was really clear that he had a wife. I think we did it on three different occasions. And on the third occasion, he let me know that him and his wife had had a conversation and that they were moving their marriage in a different direction that it'd be you know he didn't talk about it too much so I had to kind of trust him right and I and I did want to fulfill this fantasy because I did really have a hard crush on him and we have known each other for so long in the industry but it was the only time that I slept with a married man and I wouldn't have if he didn't say I have to trust him but if he didn't say you know this is the kind of moving – the lifestyle is moving this way. I don't think I'll do it again because taboo – I mean there's can be like the positive part of taboo and then the negative part of taboo and it has to feel right for you at the end of the day.
4: Yeah, you have to be able to look in the mirror, right? Like that's that sometimes can have you have the hard stop or not. And there's also the – something I want to bring up and I don't know if we're doing a whole episode on swinging or not – but I can say <laughs> maybe we should, but it kind of aligns with this where I know a couple were their swingers, but it was uncomfortable being around them. And it was like anytime I brought a hot girlfriend, like they they always hit on me, but, and that was just like the dance and it was fun and like, okay, but I'm not doing it. But then they anytime I brought a hot girlfriend around, ultimately they'd be like, all right, we need to go. Cause like we'd be at a bar and they'd be buying drinks and we'd be having fun. They'd be like, um, we kind of need to go. Like your friends are making me a little uncomfortable. And this is older, good-looking couple does well. They have three kids, like really strong heritage. I mean, it's just like so weird. And it's also goes to if you yes, there's an action you can take, but then what are you left with? And what are the people around you left with from that too? I think that's part of what will stop me from doing things sometimes as well. Why would they need to leave the bar because you had a hot girlfriend? I don't understand. The couple wouldn't leave the bar. that My friend would want oh. to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So my Love friend gotcha. would want to leave. And it happened a few occasions where they'd be like, yeah, these guys are fun and all, but like, let's go find something different to do because I'm not going to sleep with them. Yeah,
2: they could experience And they weren't
4: straight about it. And so that's what made the energy a little weird. So Yeah, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna
0: take a stab at this because I also know swinging couples that I don't they've never hit on me. I I would say like you could say it's let's take it's a single guy, right? It's all about someone's style and how they're gonna hit on people. That's a
4: really good point. And I, I
0: would not categorize. I would not because I've had a lot of experiences with friends who are swingers and I've never felt like that. So I think that it's it's whatever they're hitting on people's style is. And you have the right to also say, you know, I feel like you hit on all my friends and I really just want to have a drink with you at the bar. It's all, Again, it's like all about communication. And I think part of what's really cool about this season is you're now not going to be afraid to communicate with them. And then it doesn't have to be taboo anymore. It's just friends communicating.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. The first taboo thing I can remember doing, I was – 15 years old it was my birthday my boyfriend had gotten me five hits of acid for my birthday present and i believe i took four and a half of those five <laughs> hardcore <laughs> yeah i've been i've been taking lsd since i was 14 so i was pretty experienced by that time and pretty excited that this was how my birthday was going to go and so we ended up back at our friend's house whose parents were away And I had never experienced being turned on while on acid. I just, it was a way to have an exciting adventure out in the city or in the woods. It was not something where I was super in touch with my sexuality. But for some reason on this night, I was super turned on. And the four of us were were laying in a bed and we were just talking. And then all of a sudden, I just got on top of my boyfriend. And we started making out and the couple was there and they kind of got turned on too, so they started making out and before you knew it, both couples were having full on sex next to each other in the bed. And the funny thing is that until today I had no idea there was a name for it. It's called soft swap. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay.
6: <laughs> I got you, girl.
0: Swapping
2: so soft, swap. soft swapping at 14. She- um, I was fifteen. <laughs> And, like, 12 hours.
1: <laughs> 12
2: hours? Um, no, she was, I mean, oh, I had wait, been
4: 15 hours. for about 12 hours. Like, what happened? <laughs> <it for> 12 <laughs> hours <softball>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that like, sounds oh really not fun. <laughs> Is sex in cars taboo? Because that's always fun.
6: Well,
0: I think... I. Th- I think that, that's that's the cool thing about this conversation. What's taboo to one person is not to another. Yeah. What is the definition of taboo?
2: I feel like if they were doing it a lot in the 50s, it's not taboo.
5: <laughs> I just made that but up. But I, I do
1: get what you're saying because it feels risky, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. something that, that that's how I've associated the word but, taboo.
5: But the car is like a rite of passage,
4: No. Yeah, it's not where my rite of passage was, but... <laughs> no,
5: I'm mean, yeah, no, I just I mean, pissing I mean, in an office on a man. Too. I just mean in your whole sexual experience, you should yeah. do that at least once. Oh, yeah, totally. Like a
4: it's so here. fun. I used to have a list of cars that I literally wanted to have sex on or in somehow. I, ha- I got about half of it down. Nice.
2: <laughs> so what has expanding your own boundaries opened up for you in your life?
3: Bullshit. please elaborate a lot of breakdowns let me say Mm -hmm. that's what i mean by bullshit it's not actually bullshit um it's just a lot of breakdowns in when you naturally when you open up something new you don't know what's going to be on the other side so fear comes into the equation and when fear comes in the equation tension can be there unless you're like a fucking sniper at like <laughs> navigating through fear and just that's samurai stuff. But I don't think that for me in this process, when it comes to sexuality that I've been able to sniper through the fear, it's been a process of even knowing what am I afraid of? Um, and what do I talk about? What do I say? And it has been a lot of breakdowns. It's hard for me to share. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't want to say certain things. We're on air. So naturally I'm afraid right now, and so what I'll, I'll what I'll point to is that it's also opened up a lot of freedom because instead of suppressing everything sexually, you know, I came out bisexual in on season one. Instead of suppressing that, um, I have so much more freedom around that. But there's still fear because there's still unspoken things I'm still exploring. So I do feel free at the same time as I feel freaked out of my
5: fucking mind. <laughs> Yeah, this process allows me to be who I am, which is super curious. I'm a really curious person. That's why I like to research and look into things. So it's allowed me to be curious about a, a lot of different things without putting any shame on it. I'm sure in the name of research for our podcast helps me to go beyond. So recently what I did is I joined a uh, some kind of club and you have to send your picture in. And what happens is they send you pictures of couples and you get a special key pass too. Sometimes they'll just email you, hi, how are you? And show you a regular picture. Sometimes they give you a key pass and you hit the key pass and you could see pictures of the couple naked in different positions. And they're soliciting. What club is this? They're soliciting single women, so-called unicorns, so to bring them in. And it's through a different club. And I don't think they take single men, but I got in really easy. I think single women do. So it's been kind of interesting looking at the pictures, just kind of checking it out. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but I'm more interested in how do you meet people that match? Because as a single person, it's hard just to match one guy or one person. Now we're talking about a couple. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's like going to be of breakdown. Them. Like both There's huh? going to be breakdown. You know, <laughs> yeah, if the are. guy doesn't like the girl or the girl doesn't like if the, the guy, guy, it's off. Yeah. So that's a treacherous road to go through. It's a lot of communication. So I'm just checking it out. Can you tell us what this club is or is this private,
4: meaning like secretive?
5: <laughs> to be honest, uh, Crystal, I think I've I've joined like three or four, so I don't even remember the names. <laughs> just checking out their, how they do it.
2: Yeah, what's well, opened up for you? as you've expanded your own boundaries, just in your life? Um, It's allowed me to
0: question everything I thought I knew about myself, about my career, about my family, about what my boundaries are, what my desires are, what I may or may not have been suppressing because I wanted to be appropriate in society. What is my sexual orientation? I learned a new term. I think I'm hetero flexible. <laughs> <laughs> Unpack that for <laughs> us. Um, I'm flexible. I'm an equal opportunity lover. Maybe I don't know. I'm questioning everything right now. Like I'm. It's almost like a quarter life crisis. I'm a little too old for that, but <laughs> um, depending, on how, <laughs> depending on how depending long, on how long I live. But yeah, just. It's very scary to question or to consider that you might be outside of the quote-unquote norms. And it's not like this is a new conversation for me. I had these thoughts in my early 20s and I suppressed them because fear and just thinking that's not going to work. What if I become a famous singer? I can't have people know that I fucked a married couple or you know, I always used my career as like a scapegoat to not try things. Mm. And I think we're in this new wave of sexuality where people don't care mm-hmm. as much. They do. Some people do. But a lot of people don't. And I think things like this podcast are going to make us that look, as long as you're not hurting anyone and you're being safe, I think people should be allowed to do what they want, even if they are. I H- have a, normal job or they're a teacher it doesn't make people perverts
3: fuck yeah so like this statement that this lesbian couple told me on my white water rafting trip in june has it stuck with me so much and it's that sexuality is like a river flowing through you
2: i love that I know, right? i feel so hot I felt the river flowing through me for the first time when I was uh, walking down the grocery store aisle, and I passed by the magazine stand, and I saw this Maxim magazine, and it had a a picture of Sharon Stone on it, and it was in the height of her career. And I, I stopped, and I looked at it, and I picked the magazine up. And I stared at the cover, and then I opened it up to look at the whole spread, and then I caught myself, and I realized, oh, my God, how do I look to these people in the suburbs in this grocery store ogling over this Maxim magazine? And I put the magazine away and kept walking, and, you know, it's interesting this question of how has expanding our own boundaries, what does it opened up for me? I mean, I've noticed since we did season one, what opened up for me was for the first time in my life as a bisexual, having both a male and a female lover at the same time, not in the same room, not doing a soft swap, not doing, not being swingers, <laughs> no just, to, just to let everyone know. Um. But having both of those things in my life and having that kind of balance and having that kind of excitement and sensuality in all the ways that I want, nothing's missing. And it feels so, so good. So I want to know. He's he be
5: he happy. He's supposed to be happy. Yeah. He he happy. That's, but like what if it was okay
0: to have multiple lovers that fulfilled your different needs? Like I'm talking different society, right? It, what if it was?
4: There was that movie Savage with Blake Lively where she had a guy, two guys, right? Have you seen this show?
3: I got this butterfly tattoo because she had the same one.
4: It was like, it was an intriguing concept and it's like... Blake Lively's the girl and she's got I don't think the guys were brothers I think they were just lovers they were just friends
3: they all lived together and they
4: all lived together so it was two different guys with two different personalities they, they all lived together, together well were, like, that made these, the like, movie like, fun yeah, totally,
3: yeah. <laughs> they all lived together and, and co yeah and, and they, they like were
4: okay friends. with yeah. sharing her and and, and the guys I don't think the guys ever hooked up no but, they
3: but they would all three be together and like yeah. one would be and then they would go off in their own too. She
0: yeah. that. Wait, I think I got so excited by what Eve was saying. I sort of interrupted her. I want her to finish what
2: she was saying. What was I saying? Oh, I thought I you were know. done. I don't know. Were you done? I think I was done. Oh, okay. I do want to ask a question, though. Okay. Um,
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all, of, all this makes me think of is what's been the most taboo moment that you've experienced on the air in this podcast? On the air? Yeah. Mine was when
1: you all had me taste my pussy juice on air. (laughs) yeah.
0: And then mine was when Katie had me smell it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it smelled good. It
0: smelled
2: great. Mine was when, oh, during the pussy flash episode in season one, when, yeah, we agreed that we would all flash our pussies at each other. So just taking my unwaxed pussy and sharing it with the the studio was, was my taboo moment.
3: Okay. All right. Um, that's just funny because we are still editing season one. So <laughs> what I, what I was about to say was my most taboo moment. I think I'm going to actually edit out, but maybe not. Maybe the opportunity is to actually say it right now on season two, episode one. So it is one I shared about my fantasy of pegging my husband
0: of whating your husband?
1: Hi, Gink. What is that? It's oh. when you put on a strap-on. That's
3: and, all I know. And you, you like the woman, the, the as the wife, I would put on the strap-on and then make love in, to my husband. Penetrate and your rapidly. husband's anus. There's I, no
2: better. You can't yeah, I don't think you way. say make love to my <laughs> husband's ass. <laughs> I think you say fuck him in the ass. Yeah,
4: right. <laughs> and this is yeah. a fantasy. It hasn't it's happened. It's in my head. It's not happening.
3: It's not happening.
2: What does that mean? Are you saying this is one of those? It's a better as a fantasy than a reality for now,
3: for, now, for a long time probably. But that, but that, just sharing that on the couples episode was uh, really took something. Just uh, bring him to a sex party; he might change his mind. I don't think so. He is straight as the.
1: Yeah, Ethan is not coming. She is straight
5: as the day is long. He's okay. not coming. <laughs> but but you can start story. with butt plugs, Madison. Nope, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't like my finger. Does he, on but, it. No. but 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 does he understand that some of the greatest orgasm for men comes from the prostate? Well, actually, he is reading this book called
3: "The Multiorgasmic Man" right now. So we'll see. See, I'm waiting. I'm. I have my ears are magic. I'm but just going to wait for it But to this come. is what I'm
0: saying too. Like even men, right? Like how many of them really don't like it? Or And how many men just won't even entertain it because of the judgment?
6: You just got to look a little lower when you're giving head. Just look him a little lower and a little lower each time, and he'll he'll figure out what he okay, likes.
4: That's a rim job. <laughs> oh,
1: Fucking love absolutely. you, babe. Toss you in the salad. Really sneak really it in there.
3: Just get a little <laughs> lower. Just get a little lower. Okay, I did caress. It did caress it once with my finger, and he kind of
2: like a little bit. no in. Well, let's be real. Those... Just for you listeners out there, sugar has natural nails that are look like their extensions. They're so giant and so long. So he would have to be a very brave man to want one of those fingers up his asshole.
3: I wouldn't be able to. I can't even put these fingers up my. I can't even put these fingers up my La-
5: latex vagina. latex glove and some um
3: cotton swabs. I know, but no.
5: What? Oh Lo- no, some lube. So romantic.
3: Yeah, no. I, I actually was thinking because I do want to be able to enroll him into that idea. But these new fingernails are way too long. I have been thinking that I maybe should cut them down because I haven't been able to finger myself internally very well. Like I have, but it's not been the same. I can't go balls to the walls because I might like cut. cut you the, might cut yourself. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I like, know. It
0: brings a whole new saying to like, "I will cut you." Yeah. I w- <laughs> my nails inside your pussy oh, <laughs> okay <God. laughs> okay all right all right i think i think uh i think it's time yeah for a little uh exercise meditation. a little medita a little meditation. meditation Meditation.
4: all right ladies and gents anybody who's listening out there it's now time for our weekly meditation so everybody, close your eyes, put your hand on your pussy or your cock. Cause we want you gentlemen feeling good too. Get your hand on your pussy over there, sugar.
5: Okay. <laughs> Dumb.
4: <laughs> and so now you're gonna tune in to your most forbidden desire. Again, forbidden desire use all five of your senses to experience it fully. Where are you? Who are you with? What sounds can you hear? What can you smell? What can you taste in your mouth? (laughs) This is forbidden, ladies. So now experience fully all the emotions that come with it as if you're right there. So I know we had a little giggle, but go ahead and flutter your eyes open for those of you who didn't. And we invite you to create that scenario for yourself, as long as it's legal, and before the season two of the show is over.
0: Get on it. Get get off. Get off. <laughs> All right. All right. This is this is an intense, liberating, and slightly raw conversation. Did you say lubricating? I said liberating, but it was lubricating too. Um. <laughs> As always, we wanted to thank everyone for tuning into Clit Talk this week. What's taboo to you? Write us at clittalkshow at gmail.com or hit us up on our Instagram at clittalkshow. We'll choose your juiciest taboos and talk about it. Also, if you love Clit Talk, please subscribe to our podcast and write a review. They light us up like a fucking jack-o'-lantern. We love you, Clitorati, and we'll see you next Tuesday.
5: Pussy.
4: Pussy. 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 Pussy.
0: It's just the sweetest taboo. Whether it's a hard swap, a soft swap, any kind of swap, swap. Give me your dick in my mouth, and I'm gonna fuck my husband in the ass swap. <laughs> oh my God.